the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning. Today we have a really, really fun show. Joey Dadia, do I have you with me? Yes, you do. I think I'm on loudspeaker. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Are you awake? Yes, I'm up there. I love Cindy. Did you did you go to sleep at all last night? Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> come on, 7 a.m. is rough, even for a killer like you. <laughs> very rough. It's very, very rough. Yeah, no, I got some sleep. Oh, good. Thank you for joining us because you are such a cross, you're like a cross-synergistic star. Oh, come on now. That's not that's not like a cross-dressing star. That's a cross-synergistic <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, you started as, you know, a kid star, right? And yeah. then, you know, and then you just kind of persevered, and now you're writing and directing and producing and hanging out with all of these, you know, people and getting them into your movies, and you're just running around. You're really a hustler. Oh, thanks. No, you are, man. It's really good. This is um, Joey DiDio, and he is starring in and produced and wrote and everything else um, downtown. Yes? Yes, I did. And it's playing right now at the Beverly Center, and yes. everybody should hurry up and go down there before it goes away and before it becomes really, really big and you have to sit in the theaters with all kinds of sticky coke and all kinds of kids and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Am I right? You're right. You're right. It's been there, it's been there actually for uh, five weeks now. It's going into its sixth week, which um, is very exciting. No, it's it's very exciting. I told you that we we had a private screening of the movie, and we think that it's just fantastic. Talk about talk to the listeners about it. There's about three hundred thousand listening, so you know. All right, uh, <laughs> they're all in China, though. <laughs> they're in China. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> but it's okay. It's still people listening, right? <laughs> That's great. We got it. We we have the movie dubbed in Chinese too. Oh, so good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um. No, really, uh, downtown is a, is a really it's a it's a beautiful story. It's about the lives of these seven um, uh, multiracial um, young people that live in an abandoned building in a New York City ghetto, and each of them um, come to the streets of New York City with um, some problems, and uh, they seek refuge at a place called the Haven House, which is run by Academy Award uh, nominated actress uh, Jean-Via Bougeot. Yeah, and if you don't know who she is, you shouldn't even be listening to this. So it's okay. I mean, she was, you know, everybody who knows film knows who she is. She's a wonderful French actress. Yeah, she's amazing. She's really, really incredible. She's incredible in this film. She's really getting a lot of kudos. And what, what she basically does is she plays this woman who's kind of been around the block herself, and um, she tries to set these young people straight and put them in the right direction. And it's a very realistic film uh, that tackles a lot of very serious, sensitive issues like homelessness, runaways, uh, mental illness, teen, uh, one of the kids is pregnant, um, HIV, drug addiction, uh, a whole bunch of different alcoholism, a whole bunch of... Um, uh, socialistic issues as to why these young people are there and um, why society has basically quote-unquote deemed them losers quote-unquote but they're really not and what the film really does is she tries to set each of them straight um, the you know reality sets in and some of them make it some of them don't some of them want to change some of them don't 
and um, it's a very realistic, you know, hour and a half of your life where you see um, <clears throat> the results of young people and uh, facing and challenging this chaos and these demons that are in their life. And she tries to set them straight. And my character basically plays the uh, oldest one of the group that kind of collects these lost souls of the streets off uh, off of the streets and tries to set them straight. Yeah, you're like you're like Linda, the the good witch in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, tries, <laughs> I mean, you try really... to point them in the right direction. <laughs> your ki- and your name is Kick. Uh, yeah, my name is Kick in the film. Yes. And um, you know, it's. Uh, who certainly has his share of problems as well, too. Well, you set that up very, very well at the beginning. We don't have to go into detail, but I think that, you know, people who watch the film understand that kick certainly, you know, you're earning the bread to take care of the family, but you have to do it in ways that other people in society wouldn't understand. But it's reality. Yes. And everybody should take a look at this film because isn't it your desire to have parents think a little bit more about their kids before they start losing their way. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's been the greatest gift from this entire film is to get um, the response and the letters and the stuff from families and from kids uh, uh, saying, hey, this film really helped me and pointed me in the right direction, as well as getting letters from parents saying, boy, this film says to my um, uh, uh, young child, this is exactly... <clears throat> what I've wanted to tell my kid, but didn't know exactly how to say it. And it's done in a very, very classy, you know, classy, classy way, although very realistic. It's done in a very, very, very classy way. Um, and uh, that's been a great, great um, feeling to get that kind of response from people and families and see families unite after watching this film together, which is uh, exactly why we really wanted to make this film. Oh, it is. It's an intervention. I yes. mean... You know, a kid will think twice before they want to run away from home, perhaps. Yes, And definitely. parents are going to talk to them or maybe be much nicer to them. I mean, you have a situation, and again, I don't want to give away every storyline where, you know, something really, you know, um, traumatic happens because of a lack of communication between, you know, a mom who comes from another country and, you know, her child. Yes. And if that's not a wake-up call yes. or... You know, it's all handled very, very well. How did you get to making this? I mean, what drove you to do it? Well, <clears throat> you know, I, I came, uh, I had a, a, you know, I wanted to always be, I wanted to be an actor, and I got started in the business in New York City, uh, where I'm from, and I started by doing, you know, the average route of, you know, television commercials, then a soap opera, then after-school specials, then a TV movie, and eventually a series brought me out here. And then when I was working out here in uh, Los Angeles, um, I, I, I just wanted to do something more, and I started to volunteer, and, and, and I volunteered at a lot of the youth shelters here in uh, Los Angeles. And I saw these kids, these young kids, and, 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 and I thought, you know, so many of these lives really need to be told because they're such really interesting stories that really are, um, could be anybody. It didn't matter if they were black, white, a Latin, if they were older or younger, if they were rich or poor. And I thought, how similar. And I just saw one commonality of a bond of, of all of us. And I said, you know, a story has got to be told and, you know, shown to people how, how, how lucky they are. And um, I be- actually based the film, I wrote the story. Um, I took six or seven different kids 
that I had uh, worked with, and I put their stories together and made this film where the, these young people, each of the characters in the film is based on a real uh, person I had met along the way, and I put their stories together to make one um, story that I, I, I feel really would touch the human condition of people watching it. And, uh, and that's exactly uh, how I made the film. I put it together. I went everywhere to get funding. People wanted to give me money for the script and then uh, just walk away from it. But I didn't want it to be a very Hollywoody kind of movie, which is the re- direction it was going in. What I really wanted to do was make it very realistic, almost documentary style, but have you know the right pizzazz of actors and actresses to really hit the, the, the points I was trying to express in the script. So um, we cast it, you know, we put a lot of, uh, actually three Academy Award nominees um, in the older roles, uh, Burt Young, John Savage, and Jean Viev. And in the younger roles, I got these young kids. We, uh, you know, we auditioned a ton of kids, and we got these fresh faces of kids that are, you know, were really on the brink of really doing well, and all of them, all the kids in the film are doing exceptionally well. Um, and... Uh, we put this, you know, we put the story together. We went to New York City. I got a private financing, um, much less than what the studio was going to offer me, and we went out and we made the movie I wanted to make and tell. Oh, it's a, uh, it's really great. Can you reveal how much the budget was to make the film? Uh, I, I, I can't do that right now because we're about to sell it to DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. But no, I will well, tell you. But I will tell you that uh, some of the profits are going to a lot of the shelters that have really stood in line uh, to really get behind the support and the release of this important picture. Um, and I'm really, really, really proud of that as well, too. And the response from a lot of the shelters that we have support from has been outstanding. And Covenant House is one of them. Yes. Uh, uh, there's an organization called Spirituality for Kids that I'm very, very, very fond of. And I think it's an amazing uh, organization that helps uh, young people and teaches them uh, things from an early age on. Uh, the Odyssey House is actually where we filmed the movie in New York City, which is a great uh, uh, shelter in New York City that helps uh, young people. Uh, was that actually the Haven House? Was yes. That? Oh, good, the, uh, good. The Odyssey House is where we filmed the fil- uh, movie, but it, uh, we, we, of course, in the film, we made up a name and we called it the Haven House. And it's really funny because we keep getting letters as to where is the Haven House. Oh, that's funny. I really need help. Can I go to the Haven House? Can I talk to... Um, Jean Viev's character is um, Ami. Her name is Ami Levesque. And uh, they're like, I get letters from kids saying, hey, can I please talk to Ami Levesque or is kick around? And it's it's very touching, you know. Well, it really is. Well, you know, this is a PR show. You know, it talks about PR and marketing. But, you know, if you stay in touch with some of these people who have written you and get releases from them, they'll probably want to do interviews for, like, Entertainment Tonight or Nightline and stuff like that. And then it makes it really real. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Entertainment Tonight has been outstanding with us. I know. They gave you a feature. They did. They gave us about four features. I mean, that's unbelievable. They really like you there. Yeah, and and that's that's really an incredible thing. And the people over there have been outstanding. You know, and not only, they really got behind what the film really stood for. I mean, we have great people. The film was called Downtown, as you said. We were very fortunate to go after... um, uh, we the old song back in 1963, the number one song in uh, America was a song called Downtown by Petula Clark, and we went and you know had a kind of a light 
you know, fluffy, really cool beat that a lot everybody knows that song. Of course. And of course. what we did was we went after um, Academy Award winner Irene Cara, who did uh, Flashdance, What a Feeling, and Fame from the movie Fame. And uh, she remade it and gave it a big, you know, a, a funkier beat, a, a streetier beat, and uh, remade the song. And that actually plays the, as the theme of the film. And uh, we at, were very fortunate enough to go to screen the film in London, and Petula Clark, um, the original singer of Downtown, we showed her the film, and we have a beautiful song in the film called The Children of Color. Okay, and I'm going to stop you because we have to take a commercial break, and then we're going to continue with the soundtrack. Okay, Joey great. Dio, stand by. Okay. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Joey Dadia. Welcome back, Joey. Hey. Don't go to sleep on us yet. No, 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 no. We have, no. We have like two more segments after this, so when I cut you off, you know you're going to have more time. Okay, no, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> it's, um, I like it when you're talking, though, you know? It's like, and then I get like my little countdown, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to cut him off. But you were talking about downtown and Irene Cara. 
Yes, and, and what, what, what we basically did was that, of course, remade the song Downtown, which is the theme of the song, of the film. And uh, we went to London, and we met with Batula, who really loved the film as well, and she performs a really beautiful song, an original song written particularly for the movie called The Children of Color. And uh, she actually is the singer of that song in the film, and she's part of the soundtrack as well. No, that's great. So when the DVD comes out, you're going to have the soundtrack released simultaneously? Yes, and we're going to have the, um, uh, the videos and everything. We, we, we made two videos, one with Irene and myself and clips of the film, and we used 20 real Covenant House kids um, in the video. It was directed by Moonwalk winner uh, Travis Payne. Good. No, these are good people. Yeah, really great people. So they'll get MTV play, no? Yeah, I believe so. I believe we're nego- we're talking about that all right now. Uh, no, well, they better. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. They better. Yeah. No, that will be really, really cool. Then you'll get all the kids to go to the movie. You get MTV to do the public service announcements. It's you know exactly. You know, it's a whole it's a whole deal here. But, Absolutely. Well, it's good. You have very good vision, and you know if it pulls through. And then, of course, um, Petulia Clark will. You know, she. Get, you find the release, and she's behind it, and all of that kind of stuff. Maybe uh-huh. she could come to the states and you know do a retro, a retro tour. Yeah, well, well she tours, she tours, and she fills the crowd. I was in London, and uh, I got to see her at Drury Lane, and I mean the place was packed, 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 and she was phenomenal. I mean, she was just, she was incredible. No, she has. I mean, look, you're right. The song Downtown, you got some free press because they secured the rights to use it on Lost. Yeah. And you and I discussed that. Mm-hmm. So everybody who is a Lost fan is walking around singing downtown in their heads. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very major part of, you know, their storyline. And, uh, you know, so now everybody's loving the song again. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I really, I think that your vision is going to change a lot of people's lives. So let me ask you a question because this is what, you know, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions because this is what the listeners want to know. So, okay, how did you end up becoming, you know, a quote-unquote child star? Well, you know, I had it. I had it. I was was one of those kids that just had this unstoppable drive that knew what he wanted to do from a really early age on, and I just went after it. Um, There was a kid in my grammar school that was on a soap opera, and it is in the Bronx, right? I, I, I lived. I was. I was. I went to school in the Bronx. I was born in New Jersey, um, and I wound up finishing school in the Bronx. And there was a kid in school, and uh, he was on a soap opera, and he got a lot of attention and all this kind of stuff. So one day after school, I, you know, I befriended this guy, and I said, "Who's your agent?" Because I had always heard that, like on TV, somebody had to have an agent. You don't know what you're talking about, but you knew how to. You had no idea, but you know you had to make believe you knew the game. I had no idea. So, what so I'm who's your agent about. anyway? I'm looking at agents myself, as a matter of fact, and I don't know who to go with. That's so you. And, 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 and I was like, "Who's your agent?" And he's like, "Oh, this woman." And he, he told me her name. So I remembered her name, and I immediately, you know, ran home and called four one one and got her name and I called her up and out of the blue and I said, listen, I need to make an appointment with you. I need to start working, boo, boo, boo. And she just thought I had a lot of guts, you know. So she said, come on by, bring your pictures. So I went over to her door and knocked on the door, went into the office and I brought all these baby pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Pictures, you know, your grandfather, your uncle, you don't know. (laughs) I didn't know anything and they just fell out in the office and 
They said, boy, you really want to do this, huh? And I said, yeah. And they sent me out on a commercial audition, and I booked it. And uh, that, thus my career in show business began. No, that's really, that's so great. You are, you got balls. <laughs> you got a lot, a lot of chutzpah. You know, it's kind of like, I want to, screw this guy. Uh-huh. I want to be the actor in class, right? Yeah. And, and um, I started working. And that's what, and, you know, as I said before, one thing led to another. I started, to, I started doing a lot of television commercials, a lot of television commercials. And um, then I, you know, I, I worked on a soap opera. And then uh, uh, in New York, and then I uh, wound up getting like a couple after-school specials, and then eventually I uh, got a television series, and I came out here, and uh, that was Karate Kid, right? I got the Karate Kid, yes. That was going to television, and I did that, and then um, that lasted all of four months, three months, four months, and uh, then I, I, you know, I did this series. I did this series for Ted Turner called Captain Planet and the Planeteers. He was the executive producer. And all of a sudden, you know, I played this... uh, It was a cartoon series about saving the environment. And um, I was... All of a sudden, one day, I went to work, and I was thrown into this environment of working with Whoopi Goldberg and Tom Cruise and, and, uh, you know, all these people. And I was like, holy crow. (laughs) How did I do this? (laughs) I was only kidding about it. I was only kidding when I went to the H. I was like, how did I get here? I know, I don't know how I got here, but I want to stay. And you're like, "Hello, everybody! Yeah, hi, hi. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, how you doing?" And I played this cocky kid from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? So it was really kind of, you know, it was it was great for me. And you know, you're doing a good thing. You, you're talking about saving the environment. I was learning each week. So you could have become vice president before Al Gore did. You didn't know I that. I actually though. met him. He worked on the show twice. I'm sure. And uh, I did. I, I actually had the opportunity of going out with him twice. Yeah, I hear that he's a very cool guy. Very cool. <laughs> a great guy. I thought. I, I thought he was. I think he's amazing. My friend is actually running his network right now. Wow. Yeah. No, well, listen, you know, so you found you found cause marketing really complemented your acting, you know, aspirations yeah. at a very early age. Yeah, I did. And then, you know, before you know it, you're in those teen beats and loud mouths and, and, and tiger beat and, you know, and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned to me, like, you know, at the time, you know, because it happened so fast, you didn't even know how you got there. No. <laughs> it's kind of like, it just sort of happened, Cindy, I don't know. <laughs> It did. I mean, all of a sudden, like I go to my, I go, I go to the drugstore and there's my face on the cover. I, I don't remember, know how it happened. Cindy, I remember one time being on the uh, being on the Captain Planet set, and I'm sitting there in between Ed Asner, Dean Stockwell, Whoopi Goldberg, a whole crew of people, and I actually went into the bathroom. I said, "How the hell did I get here?" It's <laughs> hilarious. You know, it's really hilarious. I said, I said "Wow, this is amazing." But, you know, it's funny because obviously you've learned, you know, kind of by default that every time you do something, there are publicists, you know, there are unit publicists and set publicists and all of that kind of stuff that get paid by Turner, right, Right. for example, in this one. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to use everything they have, some remote things. So who's the kid from Brooklyn? They send out your picture and, you know, you have like a whole network that kind of comes with the job. Yeah, and they did. And it was really amazing, and and it was it was it was really really it was great, <clears throat> you know it was great. It was some of the best times of my life, Lavar Burns, and and uh, I look back at it and I think, wow. I mean, I got to work with Elizabeth Taylor for a, a whole week, and and uh, I mean, you know, that's that's stuff you never forget. No, it's and you know, it's a gift. 
Yes, 100%, you know, like, without a doubt. Totally, totally. You know it's a gift. It's kind of like, oh, my God, I'm playing myself, and I'm with all these people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, you're, next thing you know, you're in the back of a limo with Elizabeth Taylor, and you're just you're talking, you know what I mean, <laughs> about life. It's kind of like, oh, my God, it's so cold out today, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so glad we have a limo. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know the weather's changing. But you want to know something? You want to know what was the, the greatest lesson I got out of all that? Of course, look, be, dealing with the environment and stuff like that. But the bigger the star, I learned a lesson really early on. The bigger the star or, or the quote-unquote legend or whatever or, you, know, you want to say that, that, that I was working with, the better the person, man. They were just unbelievable people. Yeah, first. because they're not insecure. <laughs> they, they, were, they were just really, you know, solid people. Ed Asner, Elizabeth Taylor, just solid, solid people. And, and down to earth. And really down to earth. And that was very, very cool for me to see at a young age that, you know, they were just themselves. Boom. And they, you know, they believed in what they believed in, and they really were, had their feet firm on the ground. And, uh, you know, as I said, it's, it was an experience I'll never forget. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. No, it's, it's great. So then the momentum went on from there. Well, you said that you had to take a personal sabbatical for a while. That's a polite way of putting things, right? Well, it's a very polite way of putting things. You know, I kind of traveled down a, a, a path of... Of you know of my you know where I was going, and uh, <laughs> well, was, it was a personal sabbatical. <laughs> it was a personal life. sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice way of putting it. And uh, you know, you know, it is what it is, and uh, that's basically what happened. And then you know, I was in New York, and uh, you know, people were like yo, you know, what, what's Joey been doing? Where where is he? What's what's been going on with him? And I was introduced to a young, aggressive. A uh, very talented guy that had a vision, and his name was Vin Diesel. Well, there you go. He was your <laughs> he was your god. And Vin <laughs> said to me, "Hey, I got this movie, and I really would like you to come in and you know play my best friend." And I, you know, I read the script and I liked the script, and you know, I, he had this unstoppable drive, and you know, that was really really cool, and. um I said, I'd love to do it, and I did it, and it's a movie called Strays, and uh, that year, it went to Sundance, and Vin wrote, produced, and starred in it, we shot it out in New York City, and uh, it had, uh, it was Mike Epps, uh, you know Mike Epps, it was his first movie as well, it was Vin's first movie, and uh, here I was, you know, back in front of the cameras, having a great time. And a really cool story that went to Sundance. Oh, I think that's cool. But again, now that you're at the climax of our conversation, we have to take a break you again. You got it. But that's how it goes. But this is what we'll do. So we'll talk about Sundance and your experience with Strays and where Strays is now so that people can go and watch it and find it in another minute. Okay? You got it. Stand by. You got it.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional, real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuitions for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do, and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, Power, Achievement, Relationships. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Joey, Joey, we're having so much fun. Yeah, we are. No, yeah, I woke you up. <laughs> You're probably a little jet lagged. You just came back from South Beach. Yep, I did. <laughs> I actually stopped off in New York. I was in I was in South Beach, and then I had to go to New York, and uh, I got here yesterday. Well, so that's yeah, you're. You're red eyeing. Yeah, but it's all good. I got my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I got my coffee too. Got it's it. hard getting up, but you know what? It's like Thursday mornings. I love my radio show, but on the other hand, it's like can I go back to sleep? Now? Yeah. Hey. But when I have a guest 
like you. It's good. Sometimes I have guests that are like, I have to have them on, and they're not really as fun. Ah, okay. <laughs> and I have to work harder because then I have to inject all the fun into the script. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. No, with you, I'm just rolling. It's really good. It's you got really it. Good. Okay, so, yeah, we were talking about... Um, you know, the movies and hanging out with the grounded people and the people yeah. who, you know, look, it's like anything else, really. I guess what you discovered is that, you know, when people ask both of us, what is it like being with a celebrity, my answer is that always. They're like all different. They're like any kind of person. You get a group of people and you get some really, really cool, smart people. Yep. And then, you know, there's a minority of them that, you know, are not so nice and it's usually because they're insecure. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not that they're mean. It's just that the public, being a public person is not easy. Right. I mean, you're grounded, and you grew up being a public person, I think. <laughs> From the moment you came out, it was like, hey, I'm a public person. <laughs> I'm for sale. Even when the public said, who is this? <laughs> well, you made it happen. You, I don't know, but I'm famous. I, I mean, I didn't try to be, but I am. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there were a couple of teachers that I drove crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Yeah. But I'm sure at the end you were a pretty good boy. Yeah. You oh, know, you were oh, just yeah. kind of a ball buster, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything but doing the work, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> doing the school work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? They you got to con the teacher. <laughs> they told me to go to acting class. I was there at 6 o'clock in the morning before it opened at 9. Right, right. But you open a book and, you know, learn about, uh, you know, geometry. I was like, ooh. Well, you know, street smarts go a long way. I always say that, you know what, street smarts comes, it's so much more relevant and helpful to people in the real world today than a Harvard education. Now, Harvard doesn't like me too much for saying that, but I've met so many people from Harvard and, you know, the Ivy Leagues, and they went to business school, and they can't even find their way to Pitt. Well, no, I'm I'm not being me. I'm just not saying everyone, but some people. It's like, where's the bathroom? I have to leave to go to the bathroom. What? Like, what? 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 Yeah. How do I do that? I hear you. <laughs> They're overly mothered. I hear you. I hear you. I hear <laughs> but anyway, so we were talking about straight. So talking about straight. So yeah. uh, we before I know it, we find ourselves at Sundance, and um, you know we're doing this. You know all these specials. We're doing primetime live, and they're highlighting Vin. And, um, you know, the movie is a very young, you know, coming-of-age kind of film about this guy that wants to change his life. And next thing you know, Vin is blowing up. He's everywhere. And uh, he owns all the rights to strays and stuff like that. And uh, the wildest thing was that was back in 1997. Wow. Ten years ago. Yeah, and on this 10th year, as it's 2007, they are... uh, going to be releasing strays this august as you know uh as this you know little film that uh was vin's first film and he directed it produced it. he's quite great in it and my guest is excellent in it and uh i had the fortune and pleasure of uh starring in it with them wow wow and so there so on dvd it's gonna be re-released i think they're it? having a huge launch for dvd yeah i think they're but i think they're going to be a big premiere of it and i think it's going to be you know quite exciting no, that, I think that's great. And Strays is a similar kind of story, isn't it? It's a street story about the lives of these four guys that didn't have fathers, and uh, it's a it's it's a little bit more uh, comedy, a lot more comedy actually, I should say, than uh, the 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 comedic flares of downtown. Downtown is a very serious 
look at the life of uh, young people on the streets today, um, downtown, you know, you, 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 you fall out. There's some really funny things in there. And, uh, but it's, it's equally as touching. I'm very proud of the film. Oh, that's really great. Well, you know, so that's coming out in theaters. That's going to be at the same time. Pretty much that downtown goes, you know, wide, widely distributed. Yep. So what a coincidence, huh? It's exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just got back from South Africa, too. Okay, so what did you do there? And in South Africa, I did a film in, in, I I flew out to Johannesburg, and I worked with uh, Academy Award-nominated director Daryl Rutt, who uh, did Cry That Beloved Country uh, with James Earl Jones, Serafina with Whoopi Goldberg, a very respected director. Um, uh, he was his film Lullaby. I mean, his film yesterday was uh, nominated for an Academy Award, um, and uh, I did this film with uh, Melissa Leo uh, from Twenty One Grams, uh, right, right. called Lullaby, which is a story of it's, it's a very serious uh, issue happening in South Africa where um, Americans that are on the lam are going to South Africa, and they're kidnapping American kids on vacation. And they're calling their parents and demanding a ransom money if they want to see their kid alive again. And these kids are getting addicted to drugs and serious things like that. And some of these uh, guys that are on the lam that are doing the kidnapping are, you know, um, getting the kids hooked on drugs and stuff. And our story takes place in the area of Hillbrew and Soweto, in South Africa, which are two very, you know, uh, uh, very street areas of South Africa. And when I say street, I mean street. Ghetto. Real. Oof. <laughs> and, um, we Ghetto. Put, yeah. And we yeah. filmed there. And my character is the guy that's on the lam. And uh, he happens to call uh, back to New York to uh, 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 a waitress at a diner who doesn't have t- two nickels to rub together that if she wants to see her kid, I need $25,000. And she does everything she can to get this money to get her kid and makes it over to South Africa. And the story is a story of a mother's love for her son and the trials and tribulations she goes through to get to see her kid again through this, through this, you know, quote-unquote evil guy. So you're the evil guy. I play T-Boy, just one of the nastiest characters I've ever played in my entire life. What's that like for you? <clears throat> well, it was deep. It was very deep, you know, and uh, to be in the environment of uh, where we were in South Africa, you know, added to it. And, you know, it, it, was, it was tough. It was really, really, really tough. I mean, I, I, there's not a redeeming quality to this character. Uh, you know, he's just a real, you know, evil guy that wants what he wants when he wants it. No, no heart. No heart. No heart. But you have a heart, so that's hard. Yeah, very. You know, you had to like really, um, you know, you weren't, you know, when you play the mentor, there's a lot of you in that. Yeah, definitely. When you're playing, you know, a heartless criminal, you know, that wants to tear kids to pieces and doesn't care as long as he gets a prize. Yeah. That's not you, really. So you this, guy, like... this character is like pushing kids off of rooftops. It's it's it's. Whew. It was a heavy character to play, and going to a, that to South Africa, and you know it was you know it was great to be over there, and and to work with Daryl was incredible. I mean, he's an incredible director, and Melissa's incredible as well too. But just to be in that environment and be so far away, and 
like it's a whole different world. Well, no, you were able to. That probably helped you reinvent yourself. Hundred percent. You know, through your character, is just being in a whole totally different place. Africa is about as <laughs> it's about as alien as you could get. <laughs> you know, um, it's, yeah. You know, and only people who have been there really understand. Mm-hmm. You know how your life changes when you go to Africa. Hundred percent. So it's um, well. When is that coming out? I believe November. And is it going widescreen? It's going to, yeah, it's going uh, in the theaters. And uh, actually, I talked to them yesterday. It's going into the theaters, and it's going to do a limited, I think, platform release. Okay, because I hope that they do, you know, a step and repeat in the whole thing. Yes. You know, because bad guys, you know, people love bad guys. I know. Especially if the bad guy is really nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm... That, I think that's really... So you have a lot going on, kiddo. Yeah, for sure. You have a lot going on. My yeah. God. I yeah. mean, did we miss anything? I think I memorized your bio by heart. So. <laughs> no, that just that, you know, I, you know, I have a production company, and we're going to be cranking out three other films, and I'm very excited about those. Um, you know, one takes place in New York. It's called Dirty Blue. Um, it's an incredible story. Um, and we have one that we're going to shoot down in Puerto Rico, called Cash Out, and uh, we have a documentary about Cuba, and uh, that's, uh, that's you know, what I have going on. Uh, you have a lot going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you might be getting your Academy Award just yet. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Come on now. You got that right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Come on now. You got that right. Well, I think everybody should look you up online. So I'm going to just say everybody should Google Joey D'Addio, and it's D-E-D-I-O. Okay. Um, And you know what? We're going to close, and I want you to take this down from Voice America Internet Radio, okay? Uh Uh-huh. And I want you to put it on whatever website you do because it shows how adorable you are. (laughs) I mean, I own the show with Voice America, so you can do whatever you want with it, really. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> you could, or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. But, um, listen, you've been a great guest. I'm really looking forward to working with you. I think you're coming by to the office on Friday, yeah? Yes, definitely. All right, well, you know, come on in, and we can't wait to meet you, and everybody has to go to... Beverly Center to see downtown because now you heard all about it and met the guy, the guy behind it. Thanks so much, Joey. Thank you, Cindy. All right, have a great day. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Wackowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week. I am an American.